0: Everybody, welcome back to another edition of The Move Plus. This is after stage 19 of the Vuelta España, which Alberto Dianese won in in classic Dianese fashion. He's been nowhere for two and a half weeks, and he went to sprint finish. But we are not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the aftermath of yesterday's stage 18, what Primo Roglic said in his post-race interview. We found it um, quite interesting, and it even had Johan asking some questions about his future and where he might go in the offseason. But first, let's hear from our sponsor.
1: We've been telling you about our partners at Manscaped for some time, but we never really talk technology, right? It's like, what are, am I using here? I'm here to tell you that the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer with advanced skin-safe technology uh, works at reducing nicks and cuts, which makes taking care of everything uh, a lot safer. You want to use the best technology. And uh, another part of their technological masterpiece, it has a 7,000 RPM motor, multifunctional on-off switch that can engage a travel lock and a built-in 4,000K LED spotlight to help you see what you're doing. And their performance package comes with things to cool you down, like the Crop Preserver and the Crop Reviver. Once you start using these products, along with your manscaping, you'll get it. You'll start using them as a regular basis. You'll love it. You're actually gonna love it. And the performance package 4.0, which is one of the options, caps it off with two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag, which I use that travel bag for not only my Manscaped equipment, but all my other toiletries now. Bring in the fall right and get 20% off and free shipping with the code THE MOVE at manscaped.com. That's all one word, the move at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the code the move, And as the leaves fall, make sure you have it all with Manscaped.
0: All right, we're going to take a listen to Primoz Roglic speaking with the cycling podcast, Daniel Freebay after the stage. I mean, it's incredible incredible uh, soundbite that he caught. This kind of throws uh, our conversation on the move yesterday where we thought maybe they were all on the same page and do a bit of question. But let's listen to that interview now, and then we'll get Johan's thoughts on how this might reverberate around the team and then even the sport in the off season.
1: You never know. (laughs) uh, you got a bit of
2: criticism yesterday for the interview. How did it make you feel when you saw the way people had reacted to the interview you gave yesterday?
1: Yeah, I don't
0: know. When Uh, when
2: people said you should just be riding for SEP and you shouldn't um, have any other thoughts, any other ideas, what did you feel?
0: Yeah, I mean, everyone has uh, their own opinions. I mean, including myself. uh, uh, so, uh, I don't really care much.
2: And in the meeting last night, so it was decided that SEP was gonna, well, hopefully win the Welter and everyone was gonna ride for SEP?
0: Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, our bosses uh, said in the evening uh, that uh, the GC should be the way it is. So, uh, we try to keep it like that. How did you feel about that? Uh, I have my personal thoughts about it, but uh, I will work for it. <laughs> <laughs> so Johan, what are what are your first? I mean, he, I guess he should be applauded for not. I mean, he kind of kept it under wraps, but not really. I mean, he was walking a thin line there. Like, what's what, what do you think? Where can he go from here after this? Well,
2: I think I think this actual quote or these two two answers of, of Primos explain a lot of you know what we've been guessing. You know what was going on within the team. To me, it's clear that he's not happy. Um that you know he would have wanted it differently. I mean, he is, after all, he's he's a champion, you know, he's a guy who he's a winner. Winners want to win, right? Uh and it seems to me like he's not happy with the situation. Um I, I kind of think if I if if I really look at what happened uh in this Vuelta. But especially before the Vuelta and and in between the Tour and the Vuelta, my takeaway would be uh, Roglic has started this Vuelta not happy. Um, He prepared for the Giro and he already knew that normally he would do the the Vuelta and try to win four times, which equals the record. Then um, I don't know whether that has been communicated to him in the offseason already or not, but Last stage of the tour, Jonas Wingergaard announced that he's going to go to the uh, to the Vuelta. Probably in the team that they've said, you know, listen, you're the leader to, to Primoz Roglic. You're the leader. Jonas is racing because we want the strongest team. Normally, he's not going to be in top shape. He's He will race for you. You're the leader. At no point has Primoz Roglic thought that Sepp Kuss would be in red before stage 20, right? Um, so if you look at, the, at at, the thing from his point of view, he came to this race to win. And then he came into, he got into situations where Sepp went in the breakaway. Uh, of course, Jumbo's was not going to chase that on the contrary. They had four riders in the break. So three of them emptied themselves to put Sepp in, uh, you know, in a good position and put the, the hurt on at that point, Doc Quickstep, which was the, you know, the, the, the big rival. Um, and since then, um, I think Roglic has been a little bit on the back foot. Uh, he was in second position uh, on the Tourmalet. The first guy to attack was Jonas Vingegaard. He had the most freedom also from the other competitors. So he went and uh, Roglic couldn't go. Uh, but at the end, if you look, then Sepkus finally attacks. Who goes behind is... Primoz Roglic, because he still wants to keep his chances intact against Jonas Vingegaard back then, back then. Because at that point, they still were thinking maybe Sepp is not going to be strong enough. If you look at stage 16, I think, or stage 15. Uh, think, 16. Yeah, 16. where Jonas Vingegaard attacks again because he was still in third place. He gets more freedom, but all of a sudden, unexpectedly, he gets a lot more time than they had expected because of the passiveness within the, the group of favourites. Who goes behind Jonas Vingegaard? It's again Primoz Roglic. So uh, at that point, I think, you know, he started to see, well, you know, if Sepp Kus stays, he's probably fine with it. But, you know, if Jonas Vingegaard starts keeping, getting this time back, then it's not gonna it's not Sepp who's gonna win, and it's not me. It's gonna be him. And and so um I mean that that's just me thinking out loud, right? I mean, just put trying to put certain things together and and who knows what they've said in the bus and who's who knows what's going on. You know, when I see the interaction between the guys after the finish, I cannot help but see that Primus is, you know, he's there he's friendly, but he's he's cold. He's not happy. He's not, you know, he's not very extrovert with his with his, you know, no celebration the other day on on the on the Angiru. Um and I personally think it's more I'm not gonna say it's it's bad, but there's some kind of competition or some friction going on between Jonas and Primos. Uh that's what I think. And um and yeah, I mean, now I mean, I was surprised to hear this quote from him yesterday, saying, "Hey, I have my own thoughts about it." Um, you know, that's kind of saying without saying. I mean, I don't agree with this, which to me is a bit disappointing because uh, you know it's Sepkus, and he uh, uh, Rimos owes a lot to Sepkus. And then on the other hand, if you put yourself in his situation, you know, he's not getting any younger, right? And the new generation is coming and very fast. And he knows that every grand tour he's going to start, it's going to be more and more difficult. So, of course, you want to win grand tours. Um, I cannot help but think, Spencer, that this is kind of the warm up towards Primo's looking for another team next year, even if he still has a contract, you know, because if you think, uh, if he still wants to have a shot at the tour, he needs to change teams. There's no way he can have a shot at the tour if he, if he stays on Jumbo because now it's established Jonas is the strongest rider. He's the leader. Uh, the, the, you know, If, if Primos goes to the tour, it's to be the second leader in case something happens with Jonas. And I don't think that at this point in his career, Primoz Roglic wants to be in that situation. That's that's what
0: I think. Well, yes, I, I think you're right. And then to defend Primoz a little bit here, obviously, I don't totally understand him saying that after stage night or sorry, stage 18, because what was the plan? What you're going to drop Sepcoos and gain a minute on that climb? At that point, I think it's just it is what it is. Sepcoos gained so much time in that breakaway back on stage six, and really the big problem is Remco. If Remco doesn't crap out like he did that's that's why they put Sepcous in the breakaway. They didn't send him up here up there, expecting no one yeah. to be at their level and there really to be no challengers like they It was a different situation back then, but once that happened, you know the die was cast like there's no gaining he, I don't think he can gain back a minute on Sepcous at this point. He probably just should have kept his mouth shut. but in his defense, go back to like July fifteenth he's thinking, I'm preparing for this Volta, and I will win a record tying Volta, and I Deserve this because I was basically chased out of the tour team. There was no space for him at the tour. Stage 20, the Markstein, the Markstein, remember this? The that final second to last day. Jonas Vindigo walks off the team bus and says, I'm going to the Vuelta baby, and Seb <laughs> Kuse is coming with me. And he like Primos must have been thinking, What the heck is going on here? Like, what? Why? Yeah. What what is this? This was completely unnecessary. It's cool for them because they sweep the podium, but you would feel a little bit betrayed. And then the way the, the race played out, if you go back to the Angaroo I'm sure he was just thinking, I, I'm in amazing shape. The guy is in maybe the best shape I've ever seen him in. You know, he's, he's knocked for his climbing ability. Sometimes I don't totally buy that, but let's just say he's not just pretend that he's not a great climber. Well, he was probably the strongest rider, if not equally strong as Sepkus on the on stage 13. Yeah. And then he wins the hardest climb, probably of the year. Mm-hmm. So and
2: did and did a great and did a great time trial. Great I think, time trial. I think this is probably the first. I mean, and he's not going to win it, but this is the first Vuelta that he didn't have a weak moment. No, it's you the know, best the Vuelta other,
0: he's ever ridden. Yeah,
2: all the other all the other times he had some kind of sometimes a bad day or you know a weak moment where he lost time. He never lost time actually with real racing. He lost time because. Being a good teammate. Sepp Cruz got in the break and then Jonas got two times in the break. So, I mean, I can, on the one hand, I can understand what's going on within him. uh, Because at the end, these guys are champions and they race to win. But, you know, to voice that, um, I mean, but he said that separately, you know, to Daniel he He didn't say that in the official... Mixed zone uh, interviews where all the press is. He said that, like you know, on, a, on a, somewhere <laughs> separate.
0: Yeah, uh, and <laughs> no uh, one will hear this, right? Right, Daniel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, listen, I, I personally think that he's going to look for another team. Well, and 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 you know, it, now that we're talking about this, if that's the case, I can only see one place where he can go. And that's to Ineos because Ineos, in my opinion, let's assume that everything stays the same at Ineos. Yeah. That the talks about them merging with so that quick step. I personally think that's, that's not, not going to happen anymore. Um, but so Ineos, they need to do something. They need, they need someone. And it's also, in my opinion, the only team that if they want, they can make it happen. Let's say, you know, I think if I have to take a guess, Primos is probably, his salary is probably somewhere three and a half, four million at this point. So it's like a mistakes
0: make maker in Who
2: Who can come up with this? Plus, of course, if it happens, Jumbo would definitely not let it happen for free. So let's say, I mean, just, just a rough guess. Okay, you know what? Listen, okay, Primos is not happy. Uh, let, we, we let him go. We save four million, but you have to pay two million. Also, as a buyout, it's a six million euro benefit operation for Jumbo. Uh, and Ineos get their rider that they want to,
0: you know, to be competitive again in the Grand Tours. And he that also is, I think it's a great, I, I think it, they should do it. I mean, I don't know the relationship personally between Jonas and Primos, but just professionally, it doesn't seem like this is tenable. Yeah. Like, why would they be able to coexist? They're probably, Two of the three strongest Tour de France racers in the world, yeah. shouldn't well, they I mean, both be competing for that?
2: It is. I mean, at some point, it, it, it makes sense if Primos wants to have a go at the Tour. If he doesn't, then he's perfect where he is. You know, if he wants to keep try, I mean, win another Giro, win another Vuelta, hey, that's the best place he can be. But you know, the Tour is the Tour. You know, and he won the Vuelta three times. Now he won the Giro. He still, in my opinion, wants to have a go at the tour. And then, you know, to, to, to finish this, this topic, Spencer, I would like to add that, you know, at no point have I actually seen Jonas Vingegaard do something against the team interest. Uh, and I think especially the last few stages, he made it very clear by his way of racing that he absolutely wanted Sepkus to win the Vuelta. He was the guy who was pacing uh, yesterday uh, on the climb. At the end, you know, he didn't really insist. He just, you know, he lost a few more seconds just to make sure that, you know, the eight seconds, nothing happens there. That, you know, instead of eight, it's 17 now. So it's better in, in case there's a guy. So I think we have to applaud Jonas Wingergaard for really playing the game, the team interest, uh, And I haven't seen that from Primos. Primos, on the Angli Rue, he never looked back and he just went. And, and the fact that Jonas stayed on the wheel was, in my opinion, to make sure that Primoz didn't win the, cheer, the
0: Vuelta. <laughs> that's, I, that's- think so. I think so too. And it's almost like two boys who have been like doing something bad, to young kids. And it's like, one is like, well, I was just following the other. <laughs> and then that's what sitting up yesterday almost signals where it's like, I mean, he showed a lot. Like, I don't have any appetite for this win. I was yeah. just in the wrong place, wrong time. Yeah,
2: no, I think personally, you know, we, that Jonas is, you know, he comes across, and you know, he's sometimes, you know, titled as being cold and not being uh, very friendly, but but from what I hear within the team, he's actually a really good guy, a really good teammate, and and I think he really he really wants Sepkus to win this Vuelta, um, Primos probably also. But he would draw he would have preferred to win himself.
0: Yeah, and I can completely understand that. I think he got blindsided by this. I don't and I'm happy step one, but it's not totally fair. It's really not what he yet. was sold. He hasn't won yet. True, but, true. But you know so just to press you on one detail before we go. So there's two years left on his deal at Yumbo. Let's assume it's four million euros a year. Like, does he can he just Slap down eight million euros on Richard Pluger's desk tomorrow and say I'm gone, and then go find a new team, or does that not is that not exactly how that works? What do you mean? Like could he just pay the remaining balance? Oh of his no, that's not contract? the way it works. Oh
2: no no. no, 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 that's not the way it works. That would be a sixteen million dollar operation for Richard Pluger if he just lays eight billion there. But so you because can't can't it just it's buy eight, it's, it's eight million. You don't have to pay, and on top of that, you get eight million. That's sixteen yeah. million. No, well, that's so- not the, no, that's not the way it works. I mean, for I, th- I, I personally think it's there's nothing foreseen in the contract, but you know, at some point you start to consider, hey, you know, how healthy is this situation, you know, and then on top of that, if this is a super expensive rider, and say, okay, let's find a solution. Let's sit down with you know Primoz and his agent and say, okay, you have you have a possibility to go. Okay, you want to go to Ineos? Okay, fine. Primoz will for sure go there for the same money. And then let's negotiate some kind of compensation for them to let him go. It will be, you know, it won't be the two years contract. First of all, as for now, the 4 million for 2025, they don't have it because they don't have the sponsor for 2025 yet. At least as far as, yeah, we know, maybe, yeah. maybe they're going to communicate, you know, at the end of this Vuelta that they have a new sponsor. That would probably be, you know, the right time to do it. Uh, and, you know, and the Dutch, the, the plugger and his communication team, they're really good at communicating like when it matters, they don't follow, you know, the emotion of the press and the fans and the social media, they are, you know, they're really structured. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the last day, uh, at the Vuelta, they announce
0: a new sponsor. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I'm looking at the Ineos roster for twenty twenty-four. This is not complete. I'm sure things are are signed that we don't know about, but they have fifteen riders under contract. That's not enough, by the way. And they have zero. Let's assume Carlos Rodriguez is with them. They have zero yeah, riders that could win the tour next year. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And they maybe have one rider that could podium a single grand tour. That's not good either for a team of that caliber. So I wouldn't be shocked if this, if we're back here doing a move plus in November emergency podcast primos just went to any i would actually be surprised if that doesn't happen
2: it is really strange also that there's only 15 riders uh, that actually makes me a little rethinking reconsidering that you know that potential merger well, they also them.
0: do stuff they they could have like deals signed under the table that we don't yeah, know about yeah 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 you know
2: I mean, i'm just saying that that merger wouldn't happen with Sudok quickstep and, and ineos because so that Quickstep keeps announcing new riders. You know, today they announced yeah. a new rider again. Last week, two more. Of course, other riders left. But um, I, I think, you know, they would have close to 40 riders now if they would have to merge both both teams. And that's obviously, um, you know, a problem. But then, you know, I've heard somewhere a little bird told me that they're, they're apparent, there's apparently a project registered at the uci of that merger with 30 oh, something riders maybe so, it's any
0: um, plus another team that's
2: not quick step no 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 it would you be. don't quick think step. so it would be quick step they want remco <laughs> now imagine this remco and primos in the same team
0: <laughs> i mean yeah and then we're back to the same thing i mean this is where oh, the whole thing falls apart but yeah judging from what primos saw from remco he might not view him as a threat at the tour next year I, that's also a possibility. I don't know. I
2: don't know. We'll see. We we're just we're just thinking out loud. We don't have any information. It's just, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought it was interesting enough to, you know, to have a debate about Primos's reaction after yesterday's stage.
0: Uh well, I, I agree. And I I mean, I think he's fit enough. He's shown that he's fit enough that I think he should be going for the overall win at the tour next year. I think fans would win, the sport would win. I hope they can make it happen. And thanks, Johan, for sharing your thoughts. And we'll probably be back um, again before this is done. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks, Spencer. Speak soon. All right. Bye. (laughs)